Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to be talking about safest, the safest players for your fantasy draft for 2020. I mean, this this could be, really, it's what... Ever, uh, we want to make this list. I mean, you could, I guess, say Christian McCaffrey is really safe, but Jeff, I don't know if you went that route. We didn't really come up with this beforehand. So, what, what way did you go with this? Just kind of mid range guys that are good, top guys that are good. How'd it go for you? Yeah, I, I think I tried to grab people. I mean, once again, I have a list of five. We can go over three, whatever it yep. may be. But yeah, I, I can easily uh, do. Hey, three guys that maybe aren't going to be in the top three of your picks, right? So, yep, yep. I, I think the the easiest way to say is like, hey, like the top three running backs we always talk about: Zeke, McCaffrey, and uh, Saquon. If we take those guys out of it, and if we take uh, Michael Thomas, he easily would have been in my yep. safest players because he's unbelievable. You know, it's undeniable, but no one's going to be surprised by that. So, I'm going to drop down one level. So, I'm it won't be out of nowhere, but um, you'll definitely. It's, household names but at the same time you'll see why uh we dropped down a few rankings instead of just doing the top five yeah i kind of went the same route this week with that i mean obviously mccaffrey's very safe and michael thomas is very safe yeah that doesn't that's not really telling you anything so what's what's the point well i dropped down just a little bit too but all right, before we jump into that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. And you can always go to the website as well, fantasyfootballprofit.com. Go um, check us out on uh, Instagram next week. I will be posting updates as we get going in the Scott Fishbowl, which Jeff is uh, Monday. Monday, Scott Fish. Next week, Monday, Scott Fishbowl, I think. Is that when it starts already? So. Um, Jeff, it's Jeff's team. So if it, if it goes bad, it's all on Jeff officially. And if it goes good, it's the fantasy football profit team. So, so your name is on this. Yep. We'll, we'll be starting Monday. We have the fifth pick. So it'll be really interesting to see how that falls. And it's not, and the scoring system is a little, a little crazy. So, well, that'll be fun to watch. So check us out on Instagram at fantasy football profit. If you want to see how we are doing there. But all right, let's jump into this thing, Jeff. Let's go with let's go with you. Let's start out with number three. We have three players each. Let's go with your third player today. Okay, so number, number three. three for me, um, I'm gonna go with Jarvis Landry. So he's gonna be my number three, and he is not gonna be one of these guys that you pick and you're over the moon about. He you pick him and you say, Great, I have a very solid player to put into my lineup. He's gonna get me a certain amount of points. And you might say, hey, Jeff, he's on the Browns. You know, what if Beckham does better? What if uh, Mayfield does better? And I say, good, good on both accounts. I, I think that, you know, Beckham would take more pressure off of him, would probably, you know, soften up the defense a little bit. Mayfield playing better will only help his chances. And even with saying all that, and we all know how much that the Cleveland Browns struggled last year and Mayfield did not live up to the hype. But even with all of that, he went over. He went over 1,100 yards. He caught six touchdowns. Um, he played a full season, which is always great, and that is great to see because we didn't know what he was going to be really after leaving Miami, right? So he he played two years in Cleveland, and he kind of put up similar numbers. He's very close to a thousand yards. He you know around five touchdowns. So I think that's kind of money in the bank. 
I, I don't think he's going to really jump up. I don't think he's going to repeat, hey, over 100 receptions like he did in Miami. But saying all of that, he's incredibly nice to have on your team because even last year when we didn't think Cleveland did all that well, he ended up being the 14th best wide receiver. Yep. And right now you can get him um, ADP-wise. I believe he's going at the yeah at the end of the fifth round, and that is the one I'm looking at currently is uh, with a uh, 12-person league, right? So, uh, yeah. you know, you could get him even at the end of the sixth if you're in a 10-person league. That's really great value, and that's why I believe that he's incredibly safe to have. Uh, you you can almost money in the bank that he's going to be a top 20 guy, um, and he probably will never break into the top 10, but he's always someone like, especially if you have a three wide receiver set, he, he's a great guy to grab. Yeah, so he's currently a wide receiver 30, it looks like ADP-wise too on uh, Fantasy Pros. And, you know, I think I think I fall victim to this of um, under-ranking Jarvis Landry. When you said, like you said, he finished, what, 14th last year. The year before, his first year with Cleveland, what, he was 22nd, which, you know, not too bad coming on to a new team. In the years before that, he was 14th, 18th, 15th. This guy's consistently a top 20 for the most part wide receiver. He's definitely always at least a wide receiver too. And, yeah, I mean, I'm probably one of them. I'm, I'm falling victim to the let's just rank Jarvis Landry because he's not exciting. Put him way down there, right? And that's what happens with him. But that's why he's the perfect safe player because – and, and on top of that, too, just to add two more things, he is hitting his prime right now. He's going to be 28 this season. And on top of that, he has not missed one um, se- or one game, period, yet in the NFL. If if this is correct, which is kind of crazy, I would think he would at least miss one since he's been playing since 2014. But so not only that, but he's durable, and um, you know you don't have to worry about him getting hurt. Obviously, that's always a worry in the NFL. But right now, he is kind of the Iron Man. I just moved him up in my ranks because <laughs> I'm telling you, it's actually, it's a, it's the perfect pick is you get him as like your wide receiver three and you just know you're going to get those points every week. Maybe he doesn't have the crazy upside of some, like he doesn't have the upside of his own teammate, Odell Beckham, but he was better than Odell last year and you can get him much, much later than you get Odell. So he's, it's pretty good value. I like, I like the pick there. So I will go with my number three and I actually went the quarterback route here and Went with a player who, I mean, I guess we kind of, I'm going to say we overlook. We just don't like him always. And that's Matt Ryan. So I went with Matt Ryan. And the reason why I think is you're pretty much going to get yourself, I believe, at this point, a top 10 quarterback. I mean, yeah, I know we had a couple seasons of 15th and 19th. I mean, more than, you know, more likely than not, you're going to get yourself a quarterback that's going to be in the top 10. And you're not having to, the thing is, you're not having to pay for that. You're getting like 8th, ninth, 10th, which I just feel like he's going to be pretty consistent there. The the rest of the players around him, and this is why I think it ends up being that way too, is I don't think there's any safety with pretty much anybody else. Carson Wentz, can you, who's right behind him, can you, you like Carson Wentz. You've always kind of liked him, right, Jeff? But do you, or no, you put him down lower this year, didn't you? Because of the injury concerns, right? Yeah, you, Tom Brady, we don't know what he's going to be like. You got Josh Allen, who's all over the board, right? I think Josh, I, I like Josh Allen fantasy wise, but you don't know what you're going to get from him. Deshaun Watson, honestly, even, I don't think you know what you're going to get from him with his wide receiving core. There's just so many players that it's just, what are they going to do? But Matt Ryan has Todd Gurley in the backfield, and he's throwing the ball to Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and um, what, Hayden Hurst now, I think. So Hayden Hurst is very solid there. 
I think he can't go wrong with Matt Ryan as at least a top 10. I'm not saying he's going to be higher than that, but he's going to be a top 10 guy. And he's uh, always, he just, he gets overlooked even in drafts because in drafts, I feel like people even, he drops slightly lower. But I think Matt Ryan's just going to be consistent, relatively safe for you. You're going to get yourself a top 10 quarterback if you pick him. And he he's probably going to be there on the field as well. That's another thing. He doesn't miss games. I mean, the last time he missed a game was in 2009. Or he missed one game last year, right? But that's it. The guys play 16, 16, 14, or 15 every year. That's very consistent. He's always there. I don't think you're going to – I think you'll be fine. Get Matt Ryan. Yeah, uh, I can I can get behind that. He he did – he only missed three games in 12 seasons, which is – That's crazy. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I get that. I'm, I'm constantly uh, – uh, I, I like Matt Ryan, and then I hate him. I have a very uh, unique set of like feelings about him because he's so yo-yo as far as uh, as far as where he ends up. Right? It, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's too far, too many points away from uh, a top ten finish. But we always joke that like if if you get him on all you know all you know alternating years, you're going to get a top ten guy. Um, so it should be this year. So I, I do like him, and where he's ranked right now, I. I, I took completely understand like very rarely, even if even in 2015, when he finished 19, um, you know, even if you had him that season, you could have played him and been okay. Like he, he doesn't ever put up bad numbers. So, and you has he has Julio still, um, he has Calvin Ridley. So I, I do like to pick for those reasons. All right. Well, let's see. Who do you have as your second player? So my second player, I am going to go with Josh Jacobs. And this one's a little strange for me because when I was looking at running back, if, if we take the top three out of it, I, it's very difficult to find one that you feel good about. And Josh Jacobs, when I was really going through it, um, he obviously he's incredibly young. He did extremely well in his rookie season, um, you know, for the Raiders where he, and let me pull it up really quickly. Yeah, so he ended up finishing 14th and he did miss three games but even with that he gutted through injury which I really like to see and that uh, offensive line even though it finished ranked you know about 15th depending on what kind of stats you're kind of leading up to it they added a little bit of depth and they got a lot better they had a really young uh, uh, tackle and then um, their guards played phenomenally well so I, I really do think that they will only get better I think they'll be a top 10 line um, he can run behind it. They, you know that he is going to get the bulk of the carries. Like very few backfields right now are, are carte blanche, one guy, let's just run and give him the ball a ton of times. Josh Jacobs is one of the only guys in that top 10 discussion um, that is outside of, you know, Zeke, McCaffrey, Saquon. Um, everyone else, you know that they're going to have a handcuff. They're going to have someone else there. And he doesn't have any bad news, um, you know, coming into the season as of yet. And if everything goes according to plan, they should have a better, uh, you know, pass game, which should allow him to find a few more holes. So I, I really like him. And on top of that, when I was looking into it, because I was like, okay, he, he missed three games in his rookie season. Like, is, is that a durability problem? What does that really look like? And I don't, I don't really think so. And when he does, it's not some fluky thing. Like uh, he hurt his shoulder by like trucking a safety in week seven. Um, no, good for him. He's running hard. He's doing his thing. And on top of that, he doesn't have a whole lot of wear on the tires yet. I mean, he came out of college, which 
with hardly any touches, which is really unheard of. The only other person that I can compare him to is Alvin Kamara, who came out of college only touching the ball within games 284 times. Jacobs only touched it 299. Now you compare that to someone like Saquon, he touched the ball 773 times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's wild. Jonathan Taylor, who we all love and is a just a massive running back, touched the ball 968 times in Wisconsin, um, you know, over his three, four years. And now he's going to, you know, jump into the NFL. So it, it's not that – it, it is uh, – he missed three games. And, and I say I did look at that, and I know people will kind of say, hey, he's getting hurt here and there. But he's been able to play through it, and I, I think that he is going to be a young running back that is going to get all of the work in the world. And as a running back, if you only say if you only miss two games, I can still live with that. And I think he is incredibly safe when you're talking about what kind of production can he put up and how many touches is he going to get. So that's kind of where I came from. If I picked him, I'd be like money in the bank. So I came into this episode, I was going to switch out players if you used them too, and I didn't. Or, you know, if I had a player on my list and you used him, I was going to take him out. Except I'm not going to take out Josh Jacobs for my list. So he is – I had him on my list. I feel – but the thing is, I feel way too strong about it. Where I, Yeah, if we both have him, great, right? So Josh Jacobs is on my list here. So I'll put him right here at number two then. It's weird. I had the same thoughts when I'm putting him on my list here. Is like, do I feel – okay, a guy, he only played 13 games. He is only in his second year. So we've only seen one year of it from him. But – you just know they're going to use him like crazy, aren't they? I mean, who else is in? Who else is there? They're not going to give the ball to anybody else. He ran the ball 242 times in only 13 games. That's a lot of carries. And like you said, he doesn't have the rust on. He doesn't have all the wear and tear on him from college. And if he's able to get 242 carries last year in only 13 games, he turned that into 1150 yards, seven touchdowns. If I don't see I don't see how you can go wrong here and you're getting him at the you know back end uh well you're probably at the end of the first round he's probably going right now but I think this is an incredible incredibly safe pick and not even just safe I think it it's a it's a safe pick with upside which doesn't always happen but I mean there's no doubt Jacobs could become one of the best backs in the league from what you saw in his first year so why not so this is a pick that's safe has upside. I don't see anything going wrong. I mean, especially around him too. I mean, Nick Chubb. There's. I mean, you could say there's some some Kareem Hunt worries. Aaron Jones. He has worries that they drafted AJ Dillon and stuff. Kenyon Drake. There's no one's that confident in Drake yet. But Josh Jacobs, I feel like, is just safe. And yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep him right here on my list. So there we go. He's our number two for both of us. All right, let's let's see here. Let's go. Let's just let's go to number one now. Number one, Jeff. Who do you have there at number one? All right, number one. I actually went with the quarterback. Um, I, you know, didn't really matter to me as far as position went, but I picked Russell Wilson. And I know he's a good quarterback, and he's going to be in the top ten. So you're kind of like, oh, that's not that big of a surprise. But really, when you're looking at quarterback, um, I think that he's the only guy that fits the bill, and. Uh, Look, the last – ever since he came into the league, since 2012, he has played – he has not missed one game. He's – obviously, he's a quarterback, so he's going to be 32, so he's still in his prime. He's going to be fine with that. He has missed the top 10 one year, and that was 2016, and he finished 11th. Like, you know, so if you just look at the positional rank, he went 9th, 8th, 
third, third, 11th, first, ninth, and then third last year when everyone said don't really draft him. They're going to run the ball too much. He doesn't have anyone to throw to. Well, guess what? Lockett was pretty darn good. DK Metcalf turned out to be the real deal. Their tight ends, whoever they were, kept getting hurt. They should be healthy. They added uh, Olsen. So he's going to have plenty of people to throw to, and you have a really good run game. And on top of that, the guy scrambles too, and he makes really good decisions. So every time you put him in the lineup, you put yourself in a, a really good position to have an advantage at the quarterback position. And he is, you know, some people will have him three. Some people will have him eighth. But you won't have to overpay on a quarterback like that because he's not in that top two discussion. And he's not Kyler Murray either, who's getting a lot of, uh, a lot of you know, notoriety because he might be the next big thing. You know, Russell Wilson is, once again, to use that term, but he's money in the bank. I would draft this guy every single year and be really happy about it. And so, yeah, Russell Wilson. I, I can't say enough good stuff about him being a quarterback. Yeah, I don't think you can – you can't go wrong with it. And he just gets overlooked every single year. And, like, he's going to be this year. I mean, all those other – I mean, Kyler Murray's going to be drafted ahead of him. And as much as we might even like Kyler Murray's potential upside, is there any reason why you would you should draft Kyler Murray over Russell Wilson right now? And I don't think there is. I feel like you should go Russell Wilson just be safer. I mean, well, especially with the fact that you can get Russell Wilson later and you're just going to be in a good spot and – if he doesn't even have to throw the ball much. So Russell Wilson is a great pick here. I, I, I he's won me a few championships or given me in playoff runs before. Cause he's just, he's that, he's that consistent, that good. Yeah. And, and really other than Lamar and, and Mahomes, which we all know are just phenomenal, another level athletes, right? Other than that, if you really look at it, we, we already mentioned Kyler Murray, but Deshaun Watson, and you had talked about him with uh, Matty Ice. Deshaun Watson has his own worries. I mean, you know, he would be far from safe. I, I love the guy. I love the way he plays. But he's got to figure out what's going on on his, you know, the offensive side of the ball. And then you have Dak Prescott, who you think should be really good. Um, but then again, he, he's been very up and down, right? And yes, he has a ton of weapons. But at the same time, you also have Zeke, which you can just easily pound the ball out with him, depending on it. So I think that – um you know, Dak is probably not the greatest example, but at the same time, when he has that much firepower and I can still make a better case for Russell Wilson, I think it really shows like, you know, really what he's all about. And then on top of that, if you go down the list even further, Aaron Rodgers, question marks galore, Josh Allen, you know, we have really high hopes for the guy, but he's still really young and he has, he, you know, he struggles with accuracy. And then you get down to Carson Wentz who gets injured and, and, you know, Drew Brees actually is very, very safe as well. But you know, so you really do have to go through the list, and that is why that he really stands out comparatively to all these other quarterbacks. All right, I'm going to finish this thing off with a wide receiver, and again, I'm going to put pick a player who people I, I I understand why there could be there can be question marks, and so I'm going to go with Adam Thielen, and I know there's going to be question marks because I guess well, you know he's hurt a lot of last year, and his numbers weren't terribly great because of that. But here's the thing. I'm not I'm not worried about the injury with him. And as long as he's there and he's healthy, I don't see a better situation for him. He no Stefan Diggs. I mean, who's the ball gonna go to? It's going to go to Adam Thielen and go to Adam Thielen a lot. Justin Jefferson is going to be, you know, he's gonna step into a good role, I think, for the Vikings, but there's no way he's gonna overtake Thielen right now. 
And if but, I mean, he really is just going to help Thielen that he can be a guy who, you know, at least keeps the defenses honest and you can't just be over there, you know, all over uh, Thielen. And because of that, I can just see a big season from Adam Thielen. And right now he's kind of, I guess he's gone up the ranks. He's, he started the preseason, you know, the off down there. Uh, Diggs got traded. He started to move up and he's now, I think wide receiver 12 now. So he's up to wide receiver 12, which I still think that's a solid spot because he's actually, I mean, so AJ Brown is wide receiver 11 in the fantasy pros consistent or consensus ranks and Odell is 10. Man, I just think I'd take Adam Thielen there if I'm getting, as this is, if this is going to be like my wide receiver one, I feel so much more confident with Adam Thielen than I would Beckham or AJ Brown right now. And I mean, if you get one of those two, you're taking, there's a lot of risk involved. And I guess I'm just not a big fantasy football risk taker, I guess, especially in my, with a, with a wide receiver one or like a running back one. I don't like the risk. I don't like going that way. So because of that, I'd go more Adam Thielen, keep it safe, get a good solid player, try to get my upside picks later on and not worry, not take that chance early in the first or second round. So Adam Thielen is going to be, I think, a pretty safe player for this year. Yeah, I really like that pick. I like Adam Thielen a whole lot. And, yeah, let, you know, people yeah. will ding you on that one uh, yeah. when we throw it up yep. on Instagram or whatever, maybe – because yep. they will say, yeah, he just got hurt for, you know, a, a third of the season last year. But once again, he, he hadn't right. missed a game before that. And right. he is incredibly good. He's already got the, you know, the rapport with Kirk Cousins. You have a good run game that should bolster that. And you said all the right things about Justin Jefferson. So I really like him. I think he is being underutilized right now because he's also um, a great red zone target, right? I mean, he's not one of these guys, if he doesn't get 10 catches in a game, he can't be useful. Um, just two two years removed or a year removed from catching nine touchdowns. So I, I really like his whole game, and it fits really well in Minnesota. So I, I do think that he yeah, is he, overlooked. He had six last year in only 10 games. So he's – and that was and he was hurt half the time. So I, I'm I'm confident in Adam Thielen. I think he's just a solid pick. I mean, would you pick would you pick A.J. Brown or Odell Beckham as your wide receiver one, or would you want Adam Thielen? I mean, I don't, I don't know which, which – I don't, I, man, Beckham and Brown, there's too much risk there for me. I can't do that. I can't do that. That's a tough one. Beckham, you, you definitely going for that upside. Thielen would be the safe pick. I, it would be between Thielen and, uh, and and Beckham for me. It would just be what kind of risk do yeah, I want to take AJ, on? AJ Brown is really yeah, AJ, AJ Brown has really moved up the ranks. Yeah, I mean, and I like AJ Brown too. Becomes but a point I, where – Becomes a point where, point where – where, yeah. yeah, does not tell me the whole story. I really like him. I'd love to have him. But if you put Thielen out there, you know, with him, I, I take Thielen all day. And yeah. Beckham's the only only difference maker. Like he's probably a, a not a great one to compare because he, you know, he's he could be a top yep. three wide be. receiver. Like yep. that his, his ceiling. And yeah, he has been. So it's kind of one of those things where you're like, okay, that's a difficult call. But when we're talking, like, do you want that potential top three or do you want Am Thielen? It just shows how good we think he is and how safe he is to have. On All right. Team. That's going to do it for this week. We'll be back next week. We'll be, we'll be back in, in, in studio next week. So make sure you guys get over to Inst or to YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasy football profit and uh, subscribe to us there. You can check us out for last week's uh, video. We had the in studio video, the first one of the 2020 season Go Check that out. And I think that will do it for today. Talk to you guys next week. All right. Well, hopefully that works.
<laughs> there, it went solid. I think we got, yeah, 20, 